0: our gospel passage this morning is taken from the gospel according to Luke chapter 5 beginning in verse 1 and reading through verse 11 here now our reading from the gospel once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets." And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, from now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed Him. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Well good morning once again and thank you for joining us for worship this morning. Today we are beginning a new series called Beyond the Walls. Over the next three weeks we will look at three Gospel accounts of Jesus doing ministry and something miraculous beyond the walls of Jerusalem. For religious folks then and us today this is a bit unusual because we are used to holy and miraculous and ministry type things happening within the walls of our church. Because of our experiences in church, in our sacred halls of Ashland Place, we expect to encounter the divine when we come there. It's a really special place to us. But where does that leave us when we're in a time like this, when we have been forced beyond the walls? Well, this series will talk about just that. So yes, over the last four months, we have been forced outside of the walls of our church. I think for all of us it was a jolting, sudden shift that day in March. One day we could go anywhere and do anything, including going to in-person church services, and the next we couldn't. And now we find ourselves in July, still wearing face masks when we're with people in public, practicing social distancing. I don't know about you, but this is not the way I imagined summer here in Mobile. But this is the thing. And sure, worship looks and feels different now without in-person worship and without that sense of community we feel when we gather and fellowship together. But church was never supposed to be contained within the walls of the building. Worship services, discipleship, and small groups were supposed to always be the launching point to push us outside of the walls to continue doing ministry and being the church beyond the walls to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world. This is what it means to be the church. And so we've tried to demonstrate this belief by going to different locations over the past 17 weeks. You all have traveled with us to Bayle Battery, with Sterling to Tallahassee sinkholes, from train tracks to St. Francis Street Church, and now here at the River Walk in downtown Mobile. These four months have forced us to engage and imagine worship in new ways. Yes, we are outside of the church building, but worship has not stopped. Church was never canceled. We, both Ashland Place and the Universal Church, believe that we are called to be the church outside of the walls. Not just in a pandemic, but always. So now is the perfect time to consider how we can continue this practice of being in ministry beyond the walls even when we recongregate, We are beginning this series with a passage from the Gospel of Luke that Sterling read for us just a moment ago, and it's the story of Jesus calling the first disciples. This story is in all three of our Synoptic Gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And there are some differences, but one thing is always the same. Jesus calls his disciples to follow him, and in that call, I hear a call beyond blank, and you could fill in that blank with almost anything. Jesus calls the disciples beyond their comfort zones, beyond the status quo, beyond understanding, beyond certainty, certainly beyond anything they had ever imagined for their lives. Luke's account begins with Jesus standing beside a lake. And that body of water is more commonly called the Sea of Galilee in Scripture. He's standing there as crowds start to press in on him. And so he sees some fishermen and some boats on the edge of the shore, and he asks them if they will take him out into the water to give him a little space between himself and the crowds. So the fishermen agree and take him out onto the water. When he gets out onto the water, Jesus begins to teach the crowds. And we don't know what he taught that day. We don't know what his lesson was for those people listening. But we do know what happened next. Jesus instructs these professional fishermen to try and cast the net on the other side. And you can almost hear the exhaustion and frustration in Simon Peter's voice when he says to Jesus, Master, we have been at this all night long. Like, we've already tried that, Jesus, but... If you say so, we'll try it." And so when they did so, they caught a sum of fish so huge, so abundant, they had to call for extra help, and their boat began to sink. Seeing this miraculous catch, Simon Peter begins to feel um, self-conscious, and he says to Jesus, "'Lord, go away from me. I am a sinful man.'" He falls to his knees and starts to cry out in front of Jesus. In light of seeing this abundant catch and realizing who Jesus is, he felt unworthy, he was aware of his sin. But what does Jesus say to him? He says, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. And so, although these fishermen have just brought in the most amazing catch of their careers, of their lives, Simon Peter, James and John leave it all on the shore and they follow Jesus beyond anything they could have imagined for themselves. Jesus has completely reoriented their lives. This text offers rich possibilities for reflecting on how God calls ordinary people to discipleship and mission beyond what they previously imagined. A day that began with certainty and security ended with following a man by faith. These fishermen were called beyond what they had always known to be true, to be certain. Stepping out of their boats to follow Jesus was a radical move, a move of pure faith. And when they did it, when they stepped beyond those walls, their lives were forever changed. For the past four weeks, 13 church members have joined me on Zoom for a book study and discussion of Debbie Irving's memoir, Waking Up White and finding myself in the story of race. In light of the highlighted systemic racism and racial tensions we are experiencing in our nation and community, it seemed like time to gather as a group of Christians and talk about what our response should be, what Christ's response would be to such violence and hatred against our black brothers and sisters. I feel really passionate about this, and I knew that this was something God was calling me to do, but, To be completely transparent with all of you, I felt really anxious about putting this out there and having this sort of study. Why? Well, because talking about race and privilege within the church was something beyond anything I had ever done before. I found myself saying to God, yes, I know it's the right thing to do. I know it's a good idea, but I'm probably not the one for the job. I'm still learning. I am no expert on this. I'm sure you could find someone better. And yet I still felt the Holy Spirit calling me to just provide a space for mutual learning to facilitate conversation. And I have to say that four weeks into it, we only have one week left. It has been an amazing group. We have talked about things about race, systemic racism and privilege that I don't know we would have ever talked about if we hadn't come together in that group. And like I said, This was beyond my comfort zone initially because it just felt like I wasn't the best person for the job. And so I thank God and I praise God that the Holy Spirit continued to tug on me and to say, this may be beyond, but trust me, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Throughout scripture, we see this pattern of human fear, inadequacy, failure, and sin that there are no obstacles to the work of God in a person's life. God constantly calls imperfect people to do God's work beyond what they could ever do on their own. There are so many examples in scripture and we read about two of them today. The first was Jeremiah's call. God called Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, surely there's someone better for the job. God said, nope, it's you. Put the words in his mouth and we know the rest of the story. The second was from our Gospel text. Jesus comes upon this boat. Simon Peter realizes who it is, falls to his knees, and asks Jesus to go away. He says, look, I am sinful, you've got to get away from me. And what does Jesus say? He doesn't say, you're right, let me get out of here. Jesus says, follow me, come with me beyond what you ever imagined. Still today, Jesus Calls all people to ministry and service beyond blank, even and especially if you think you might not be cut out for the job. Until March, we had a nice, dependable rhythm at Ashland Place. We had regular Bible studies, discipleship groups, worship services in person. We had committee meetings, annual events, things that we could count on because it was just normal. This is how life went. This is how worship and ministry and church functioned in our lives. And then our rhythm changed. Because of this life-altering season called COVID-19, We have had the unique opportunity to reevaluate how we do worship and ministries at the church. We have had to adapt and shift and change every single week to meet the new needs that arise, and adapting and shifting and changing are not things that most of us are comfortable with, but especially in the church. We like things to be normal. We like our traditions. We have expectations, but After such an intense season, after four months, and who knows how much longer, of being in this liminal space, it will be nearly impossible to return to normal operations before COVID-19. But maybe that's not such a bad thing. Many leaders in our church that have been called to ministries beyond the walls or called to ministries that normally happen within the walls of the church have seen the COVID-19 season and said, well, I cannot simply just stop doing what God has called me to do because we are at a halt. And so they've created new ways to do ministry beyond the walls. As you know, the missions committee early on in the pandemic fed over 400 healthcare heroes on the front lines of this pandemic. And then last week they sold ribs and all that money they're putting into the missions fund so that when something comes up, they're ready to act. They don't have to wait. They're preparing because they know something will come up. The Joseph Project, because Jumas Wesley is closed and they're not able to function as normal right now, they've been giving their weekly $500 to Central Presbyterian, and they've partnered together to feed over 500 families each week. It's just incredible. Our membership care committee has started calling people every day to check in, to make sure people are okay, to ask for prayer requests, and just to have that personal touch since we can't be together face-to-face. And thanks to Zoom, YouTube, and Facebook, we've been able to stay connected through Sunday virtual services, through Bible studies, book studies, Sunday school. It really is amazing that we've can stayed connected even beyond the walls. And we cannot forget to mention John Miller. John Miller, a local filmmaker, now our director of media, saw the need very early on that we were going to need someone to help us do all of these virtual services. And he knew his gifts and talents were just what we needed for the job. So he stepped in and we've been able to continue providing these services for 17 weeks. And I want us to think for a moment about the impact these virtual services have had. Consider those members of our congregation, the beloved members who are homebound or in a hospital, cannot get to church for whatever reason. Now they're able to watch an entire service, have words on the screen, have a clear picture It must feel like coming home to be able to watch the services as if they were in the room once again. Imagine too our church members who work night shifts or work on the weekends. Now they can go back and watch a worship services on their own schedule. And also let us remember those people who have experienced trauma or hurt in the church, those who have no church family. Now they are able to watch church and worship without the intimidating first step into the building. Perhaps these virtual services are a great way to help people understand what happens within the walls as we reach beyond them. These are just some examples of Ashland Place being the church beyond the walls. This is what we were called to do. And again, not only in a pandemic, but all the time. Worship, ministry, and discipleship were never designed only to stay within the building. They were designed to be a launching point, a launching point to go beyond anything we imagined, beyond the walls, beyond what we have always done, beyond what we feel like we have to do, beyond our comfort zones. And so, as we continue in this season beyond the walls, as we continue in this series, Beyond the Walls, where we will continue to look at how Jesus did ministry and miracles beyond the walls of Jerusalem. I want us all to consider how Ashland Place can continue doing ministry beyond the walls even when we recongregate. If you feel the Holy Spirit calling you to some sort of ministry and you think to yourself, I just don't know how to make it happen, but I see this need in our community please reach out to Sterling or I. We would love to talk to you about it. There is power in the community of Christ coming together to do ministry beyond. And so again, if you have a calling on your heart, if you feel God is calling you, don't hesitate to call or email. We would love to talk to you about it. As we all listen to the calling that Jesus has placed on our hearts, as we all boldly step beyond the boat and we follow Jesus, leaving it all behind, I think we will be amazed at the image of Christ that we see even more clearly in the world. May it be so here at Ashland Place and beyond. In the name of God, our Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. And now let us join together as we affirm what we believe with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth,